Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's Flames Nation Radio, episode 46, live from various places throughout Alberta. Uh, it's Shane, it's Ryan, and joining the Nation Network and uh, joining us for this week's edition of the podcast is a special guest, uh, one of our new faces on the Flames Nation team, Audie James. I'm happy to be here. I, uh, I'm glad that it's called Flames Nation Radio. Uh, everybody said I have a face for radio, so we'll, uh, we'll, that, that's got to count for if, something, yeah. If, if, there, if there was ever a tagline for the Nation Network, it's uh, face for radio, voice for print. That's it. But that but. Here, here's we're here anyway uh as always we're delivered to you by doordash and also presented by eau claire distilleries rupert's whiskey the official whiskey of the calgary flames uh it's hot in uh in southern alberta folks uh it's also fairly hot in central alberta as the world juniors are going on uh for various reasons the world juniors have a little bit less fanfare this time around i think it's safe to say we don't need to get into the reasons because you can read request heads uh and, and Katie Strang's excellent coverage of the background as to why it is. And uh, unfortunately, I imagine we'll probably get more news along those lines as we get in, a little closer to the fall. But uh, a nice bright spot amongst the empty, empty seats has been the presentation of young Matt Coronado, uh, affectionately called Scoronado by the Flames Twitter in just a fantastic bit of punmanship that you got to tip your collective caps to because that's just good work. And uh, the Flames Twitter in general is just damn fine work, uh, but also damn fine work. Four goals in four games in the round robin for Coronado, including two in the game against Sweden that got them first place. We're recording this on Wednesday night, almost immediately before the beginning of their quarterfinal game against Czechia. Uh, so uh, fingers crossed we still have World Jinger coverage to talk about uh, after, after this recording. But gentlemen, we'll start with you, Adi. Uh, what did you expect from Coronado in the World Juniors and what has he given you so far? Well, I don't know if I expected this. Um, I will preface with like, you know, the prospects and everything is, is not really my forte. Like you guys definitely trump me in that regard with, with, you know, following it and, and knowing, you know, who to watch. Obviously, you know, Coronado's the guy to watch if you're a Flames fan. Um, but it's, it's been impressive. I, I didn't know he had this, uh, you know, this gear to him. I, like I said, I didn't follow too closely along with uh with how he was in harvard and stuff like that obviously he was a you know decently high level or high pick uh when when he was selected so you hope for the best but uh yeah four goals in four games the score on auto as you uh as you mentioned there pike but uh it's impressive and it's sweet to see uh um you know the highlights and and seeing uh that you know knowing as a flames fan and as someone who covers the team that uh you know this kid's flames property like this is uh this is going to be a lot of fun to see uh, in the years to come. And, and, you know, I'm sure Flames fans uh, are pretty excited to see, you know, what he's bringing here. And, and hopefully that can translate uh, one day to the big club. We don't know when that's going to be, but uh, hopefully sometime soon, I would imagine. 
it'll be March. It'll, uh, I was going to say, it'll probably happen. I would imagine like after the, uh, the Harvard season, but like I said, you guys know much more about that than I would. So Shane, what about you? I mean, we've, we've had, we've had years where there's been just one flames prospect in the world juniors and, to be honest, they've usually been kind of boring because you're like, oh, great. It's one Flames player and it's a fourth. I th- I, I'm going to pick on someone. I'm pretty sure there's one year where Billy Arnold was the Flames' only property in the World Juniors. <laughs> it was the Calgary World Juniors that only Bill Arnold. And we love you, Bill Arnold. Uh, we say Bill are. Arnold with the drive-by here. <laughs> Billy, yeah, poor Billy Arnold was like the only Flames prospect in the tournament. And he was like, he was he was fine. But I mean... Shane, are you happy that the one Flames prospect you get to watch that the, such a big tournament is better than fine? I'm glad he's living up to what I thought. Now, Thomas Bordalo was a Sharks prospect, and he was going to always be the offensive driver for the American team. He's their number one center. He's their guy that they go to. Luke Hughes on the back end. Coronado was, in my opinion, one of their best pure scorers. And when I saw that he was playing on the second line with uh, top three pick Logan Cooley, and uh, Leafs power forward extraordinaire, Matthew Nyes. Um, I was like, well, that's, that's someone to make space, someone to pass on the puck. First play of this tournament, it's amazing pass from Coronado to Cooley, the exact opposite of what I expect. But being able to tune in, and ex- you can tune in right now and expect Coronado to do something each game, and that's just fun. Like, like you said, when it was just Bill, Ar- Bill Arnold, we'd tune in and you didn't know if Bill was going to do anything or anything. He wasn't like the highly touted guy. He was a fourth round pick by Calgary. This is a top 15 pick guys got the great shot, got the speed, got the awareness. He deserves to be there. He's proven it player of the game. One game, I believe as well. Um, And like, he's still got like, they should emphasis on asterisk because anything can happen in single game eliminations should be Czechia tonight and move on to the semis, which means we'll get, two more games out of them as long as they win this one and it's just a treat to be able to actually watch a flames prospect and get excited about them. um last time it happened at the world juniors it was pelche who everyone kept saying was gonna fall off hey, fourth hey. line 13th forward stapled to the first i line. I, I hear you you know besmirching the name of dustin wolf who was a world junior backup twice and won a gold medalist second junior gold, gold medalist yes yeah. but, but but i'm he talking to someone that played it that every played every game play okay. talking to someone that hey, played it. hey dustin wolf had a really important job making sure that everybody was hydrated and that tracking face-offs and making sure the gate opening closed was say, hell of a job opening how many like like how unlucky of him to be the same age as spencer knight like any other any other friggin goaltender and that guy leads the year all three years he's there nope has to be the same <laughs> one as spencer knight and because of the height advantage who who gets the who gets the starts Spencer Knight. Wolf was yeah. just as good in that tournament. Yeah. Now, and, and honestly, and, and also that's part of it was Spencer Knight was in the U S national development program. Like yeah. he'd gone through the program before he went to BU. So, you know, there's, we don't want to say that USA hockey is sort of skewed towards uh U S national development and college prospects, but they are, and they are because they're familiar with those guys. They're in their system. Whereas Dustin Wolf came up through, you know, the, the, Ana- I believe he was through the Anaheim junior ducks program uh, in, in the LA area. Then he went up to, he got uh, drafted, uh, and then went up to Everett to play up there. But yeah, he, you know, he, let's be honest until, until uh, Dustin Wolf did it, you weren't getting a lot of high end goaltender prospects out of the Anaheim and LA area, but now there's one and one's all you need. But yeah, I think uh, it's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Uh, World Junior semifinals folks uh, tickets are still available. Uh, go to the website, check it out. Uh, the semifinals would go Friday and Saturday 
uh, well, Friday is the semifinals, so the medal games are on Saturday. Uh, yeah, tickets are still available. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that, uh, that it'll be a, a harder ticket to get with the medal round. So uh, if you really want to see uh, the medal games, whether that's Canada, the U.S., I believe the the teams, the three teams that have qualified as a recording are Finland, Sweden, Canada, and the U and, and Canada. And we're expecting the U.S. to get past Czechia, but who knows? Again, single elimination. But you know, if you want to see some, what's probably going to be some good semifinal games and at least one good medal game. Usually, there's one medal game that's not as good. Uh, it's always the bronze medal game. But usually, the you're going to get a few good games out of that. So if you go to the World Junior website, uh, tickets available there. Uh, so good luck. Uh, and, you know, if you go there, have fun, be loud, and uh, try not to get into any fights because it's Edmonton. Uh, speaking, mm. of, speaking of, uh, we're, we're also brought to you, we've had a, a nice sponsorship with uh, the lovely people at Montana's. Uh, if you've been following our, our socials, uh, you've seen some, uh, you probably saw the, the latest, the, sec- the, the latest edition of uh, the Shutdown and Flames podcast has audio on it. The one before that has Noah and uh, and Princey just uh, slathering their faces in barbecue sauce and occasionally talking to each other. Uh, so we, we would be remiss if we didn't remind everyone that uh, All You Can Eat Rip Fest runs through September 12th. So any Montana's location, you'll be able to go there and just get a mess of good food. Uh, they, they also have, in addition to their All You Can Eat pork back ribs, their limited time big, big grill trio, which is four bones of house in-house smoked pork back ribs, uh, a fire grilled chicken breast, both sauce to your liking, and two grilled shrimp skewers brushed with a garlicky Cajun sauce. And then with that, you get your choice of, uh, you get cornbread, you get your choice of baked beans or coleslaw and seasoned fries. So there's a lot of good stuff there. So go go to uh, Montana's, eat a bunch of food, uh, sh- take photos of how messy your face looks. I don't and, think you want <laughs> this. Eats yeah. If, if, depending on the facial hair situation, you might want to, to take the, uh, you know, discretion, the better part of valor there and use the hashtag Montana's get messy. Uh, and there will be prizes, not no guarantee to win any, but if nothing else, uh, a plate full of delicious, all you can eat pork ribs uh, for a low, low price. That's, that's a, that's a reward in itself. And uh, now that we've gotten uh, the meaty parts of this out of the way, uh, Jalen, Broadly speaking, we're going to get into the weeds here a bit. Are the Calgary Flames better than they were uh, before uh, this number started? Uh, we'll start it. Obviously, there's some there's some some obvious big changes. We're going to start. We're going to go. My plan is we're going to go position by position, goaltending, defenseman, forwards, and then talk about the two sides of special teams. Uh, obviously, in net, they're the same team as they were a year ago. They have. You could make a case. I would make a case that I don't know if there's a team league wide that has a better one, two, three run of goaltenders in their organization, but the flames last year ran out with uh, Jacob Markstrom who finished second in Vesna voting. Uh, then young Dan, Dan Vildar for a league minimum was one of the better backups in the national hockey league combined. Those guys were third in Jennings, uh, the Jennings race for fewest goals against as a tandem. Um, I don't think uh, poor Dan Vildar, if they'd won the Jennings, he wouldn't have gotten an award because he didn't play enough games. Uh, that's the oh only, that's the only thing you can criticize poor Dan Vildar. It's like, you didn't play enough games, Dan. Sorry. You don't get a, you don't get a prize. <laughs> you can't criticize Dan for that. That's just Daryl. It's Sutter Dan Vildar's fault. It's Dan Vildar's it. fault. He didn't play more. <laughs> uh, and then their third goalie is the aforementioned Dustin Wolf, uh, who are contractually obligated to refer to as the reigning American hockey league goaltender of the year. Uh, fun fact, he's been a uh, goaltender of the year of the league. He's been playing in for the last three years. And he led the, uh, the Stockton heat to, uh, through their appearance in a conference final 
where they lost to the eventual Calder Cup champions. That's not bad. Uh, if you're going to lose, you might as well lose to the only team that no to, one beat. To the Chicago Wolf wagon, by the That's way. That's just a They're good absolute wagon. They're pretty gross. Combined. Uh, I, I, like, would, I would argue that the Flames goaltending is, I would say it's either a push or slightly better than it was last year, simply because you know, uh, we mentioned, you know, half jokingly the Vidar situation where he wasn't used a ton. If you're the Flames, if you're Daryl Sutter, you, I think you might have a bit more faith in using Vidar now than you did a year ago. And you kind of know how Markstrom's going to respond to a full season and back to backs. And I, I think Dan Vladar is a what 23 year old will be a little bit better and mm-hmm. in waiting in the wings, waiting for a chance is Dustin Wolf who, who dressed for two games last year, uh, and got probably paid fairly decently at eight. Well, up in the NHL. Uh, oh, he I, yeah. got Montana's messy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. If you're, if you're up for two games, you're going to, you're going to be eating so much per diem. You're going to Com- be you compared know, to your minor's salary. Oh, you're yeah. swimming in it. You get back. The boys are asking you to buy dinner for a month. Hey, he had to pay escrow on those, uh, on the days he played up. You don't pay escrow in the, in the AHL. No, it's just, is, on the that's how, that's how you pad your, your, your barrel there. Avoid escrow. But yeah, I, I think that I think they're a a very good team goaltending wise, and b arguably probably slightly better goaltending wise than they were a year ago. Markstrom should like in theory, just based on age, Markstrom would take a slight step back, but both Vladar and Wolf should take a bigger step forward. Um, people tend to say goaltenders peak about twenty five. I think they actually peak a little earlier, but um, either way, the Flames have a reigning Vesna finalist in net the top prospect goalie in the entire AHL and another guy that's 24 years old at league men that put up solid work. I I have nothing to complain about, about their goaltending. So. Okay. I'm going to put both you guys in the spot. Does Dustin Wolf play NHL minutes at all in 22, 23? Oh man. I want to say yes, but like, that's got to mean that some, like, I don't know if that means like Markstrom's hurt and they bring him up because like, what do you, your point in there, Flash? What's, what are you thinking? Markstrom has been hurt for extended periods of time, both seasons he's played for Calgary so far. I wouldn't expect him to be out for bumps and bruises at some point this year. I just, that, knock on wood, hope it doesn't happen. Yeah. To, be, to be fair, one of them was a brain injury. Like, he got flat out concussed. He, he, That's when not he, really when on he, when he full out went and tackled JT Miller, <laughs> like at the blue line. <laughs> like it was it was a little self-inflicted we that, say. Is, that is a little i'm not gonna say poor me when you go out all the way to the blue line try and chase a puck but uh but in theory i think yeah i i mean you, you you most teams use three goalies in a year most teams do calgary got lucky and they didn't need to use wolf last year that's a rare occurrence i i'd say it's wolf will play some games yeah yeah okay. let's uh let's move on to the blue line uh the Calgary Flames, uh, as we mentioned, had a very good uh, defensive group last year, a very good defensive coach. Ryan Huska runs the blue line for the Flames. Uh, their six primary defenders last year were Noah Hannafin, Rasmus Anderson, Oliver Shillington, Chris Tanev, Nikita Zadorov, and Eric Branson. And their seven was, for the most part, Michael Stone. Uh, and a Kate, they were running with eight defensemen for part of the year with uh, Yusuf Alamaki up until midseason. But for the most part, they rolled with that seven. Uh returning from last year's team is literally everybody except for uh, Erica Branson has uh, gone on to make some sweet, sweet coin in Columbus uh, and good for him. Uh, you know, he was good for the flames. He's, he got paid and you know, you can't, you can't uh, disparage someone for following the money. The flames have replaced with Mackenzie Weger, which all due respect to Erica Branson, I think is uh, an upgrade. Sure? We don't know. Who sure? is, that, is that good? 
Yeah, is that, good? that a good thing? Is it going from a 6D to a 1D? Like, is that we okay? Do, we don't know who the seven's going to be. Uh, Shane and I keep thinking that Michael Stone's going to sign eventually, but it's inevitable. Uh, yeah, like right? maybe, well, that's maybe, Brett Ritchie. Maybe, oh, Brett Ritchie, maybe yeah. Stone signs. Uh, you know, uh, Nick Maloche could sign, could be up. Uh, I don't, I think Dennis Gilbert probably will start in the AHL, but they have but Connor Mackey, Uzo Valamaki, Nick Maloche, maybe Stone signs. One so of they, the weaker guys, I, yeah. yeah, like they're, they're gonna have somebody decent as a seven uh yeah i i think uh, i think the nice thing is we we had uh you know robert uh, uh robert wanted to do a uh, a piece earlier this week about the the flames defensive pairings and how they could line up uh the flames have a bunch of different options this year i think for how they use their blue line that they didn't have a year ago and a lot of that is you know we, we i mentioned uh you know the flames having a better idea of what dan Vildar is uh in, in, in goal, I would argue the same thing happened, uh, applies to Oliver Shillington, who's signed for three years now after being a bubble player for the better part of a half decade. Two years? Two years. I, keep, I always mix him up. Two years for uh, for young Shillington. But yeah, he's he signed and they have, I think, much more ideas of what they could do with him. Uh, you have Uyghur who plays both sides. You have Shillington who play both sides. You have Zadorov who play both sides at points. Uh, I, they could... I, I think it's going to be a much more mix and match blue line but i think i think it could make them a really tough team to play against because you're taking a team that was already very good in goal and very good on the blue line and you're you're basically upgrading the toys that ryan huska has to work with yeah yeah no i uh i I can't dispute that i mean um it was it's yeah like you said like this the, the thing that fascinates me the most is the options and i think that uh that actually pat was talking about it today uh when i was on the drive home there just like, you know, him and him and Logan going back and forth and just saying like, you know, what, you know, you could plug this guy here, plug this guy here, plug this guy here. And it, you know, it goes back to what Robert wrote about there. Uh, what was it, a couple of days ago? I think you said, um, but yeah, it's, it's like, I mean, it's definitely not a bad problem to have. Like I'm, just, I'm just thinking in terms of just, just let, let's just think about Tanev just for Tanev for Tanev. You can put him with Uyghur and then there's like the shutdown pair of death where there's like, they're just two guys that can just, shut you down, lean on you and move the, move the puck out of the zone. Or you could put, uh, you know, uh, Tanev with Shillington, who they were great together last year. And Tanev can be your stay behind your defensive guy and Shillington can go nuts with uh, with his movement. Or you can go back to what already worked in the past with Noah Hannafin, or you can put Zadorov with him. Like there's, like you could basically use four different guys with Tanev in four different situations you could you could you know muck around with his usage like you could have him be heavy ozone time with Sidorov, or you could have him be heavy d zone time with uh Uyghur or you know somewhere in the middle of Shillington or, or Hannafin like like that's that that's uh, an embarrassment of riches and that's assuming that they don't use any of the AHL guys at all and you know we, and, we saw we, we saw Connor Mackey up last year Mackey was basically plunked with uh Tanev for a few games because you could put any, you could put you know Shane or I with Chris Tanev and we'd look adequate. I mean, our skating would be garbage, but he'd, we'd look he'd good. He'd tell us where to stand. Did you, like the playoffs when he yeah. tore his labor? He was telling Shillington where to be. It was a big, big. That that's one of the main reasons he was missed. Is he he teaches the players while they play. He's like, hey, you should be here, but he doesn't mid play. He doesn't do it on the bench. Like a lot of people go back to the bench. He goes, no, no, go there, and I'm gonna stand here, and I got this guy. And then because they've been trained properly, they know what to do once they're set up, whether the puck cycles below the net, if it goes up across the top, they know who to cover, where to be, keep their coverage down. Um, personally, I, I, I think they're going to do a left-right split. 
I, I, it's hard because they have three of their top four D are right-hand shots, which means one of them would be playing down in the lineup, mm-hmm. but Nikita Zadorov has struggles to get out of his own zone. Uh, I think he's great defending his own zone. He just struggles to get out and having Tanev or Uyghur there with him would be fantastic. I don't think you split Hanaraz up. They just work together. Every time you try to split them up, one of the pairs doesn't seem to work out. Like Anderson with Gio was not doing that hot when Hannafin and Tanev were going off. He split that up. Well, it kind of fixed themselves. Every time they go back together, they work. So that's a pair that I wouldn't touch, which means that's locked in as a top four pair. Then the minutes go down. Then the minutes go down, and that's the problem. Do you give? Yeah. And that's why I think Uyghur, uh Shillington and Tanev Zadarov is a third pair. It's great, and then you could give Tanev all of the shutdown minutes he needs, and he'd be more rested. At his age, he's the oldest guy on the blue line. He's thirty-two, going into thirty-three, and I think that's a good thing for him. So, okay, a lot of hard miles on that body too. Yeah, well, just, a hard miles. I was, just, I was hard just, thinking, miles. just thinking out loud. Like one of, the, I think one of the reasons why the Flames went with the the top four they had and basically stuck with them all year. Yeah, they were lucky that no one got hurt. They were able to do mm. it. They had. You know, Shillington with the safety blanket and Tanev, and you had Hannafin and, and Anderson together because they worked before they knew they'd work. And then you have, you know, the, the the shutdown guys in the third pair. But I think one of the reasons they did that is if you look at sort of how they use their special teams, uh, you know, I, yeah. I think I think they, the, the benefit they had was they used Zadorov and Shillington together as the bump up pair after power plays and penalty kills. And it worked because they could use Good Branson and Tanev together and then you know, as the as the first unit PK, and then the second unit you're throwing out uh, usually Hannafin and Anderson, and then you know you're coming off the PK. You can at least you can maintain the pairs and then sort of go back and sort of shuffle things up. So I think I'm I'm really curious. We'll get into this when we get into the special teams talk. You know how much special teams deployments will sort of influence how they use the guys and even strength and vice versa. Because I think I think they went with the, the the top four they did partially because they didn't have a Giordano there to say I'm the top guy, so let's just work around me. Whereas now that you have a Uyghur who seems to be, you know, we'll see what happens when they play games with him. But he seems like on paper he's their top he's their top dog. And so maybe the entirety of what they do from last year changes a bit because they want to maximize what they can get out of them. Well, hundred percent. I'm all for that. Um, I think in the preseason, just like last year, we'll see the different combos because we started with, uh, we started with, I think, Tanev, Zadarov in the preseason and DeBrance and Valimaki. And they both, started, both they started the first games of the season. We had uh, Alder Shillington yeah. as a seven. Yeah. That, I remember I remember vividly how weird that thing was. So friends, I'm sure we all have long, long memories and can remember the, the sunny days of October 2021 when the Flames <laughs> were coming out of a very <laughs> mediocre, aggressively mediocre bubble season uh, before zero fans. But the Flames, uh, their 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 defense, their second pairing was Zadorov Tanev. Their third pairing was, I believe, Valimaki and Goodbranson. Their seven was Oliver Shillington because they they Tyler Pitlay was hurt and Blake Coleman was was injured or no, Blake Coleman was suspended for for, uh, for murdering someone in Winnipeg, and so. They, they just didn't have the cap space to bring up uh, an extra forward. So they went 11-7 because they had no other choice. Granted, they could have waived somebody, but they didn't want to waive anybody. So they went 11-7. And then the ta- uh, Z- Zadorov was, uh, was laboring a bit. He'd gotten hurt in the preseason, was trying to play through it, couldn't quite play through it. He, he got sat for game three. And because they didn't have anybody else, they just plunked in uh, Yusuf Al- They plunked in uh, Alder Shillington on, on the, beside Tanev. And he stuck there third meeting 78 games of the season. 
though. What a weird situation. Imagine if you got, like, man, there's been weirder things. Like, I remember David Moss got his NHL start because Jerome McGinley broke his hand in a fight and they didn't have any more right shots on the team. So they needed to bring him up for, for line balance. But, you know, Oliver Shillington, if he turns out of any kind of career, you should send like a fruit basket to Zadorov because <laughs> yeah. Zadorov doesn't get hurt and it, it, it might turn out completely differently. He might only play 40 games. Like he, his track record before that is max games he played was 40. So he, yeah. he, he took a shot. I think we said it before on here. We said we didn't, he didn't take Zad's job. He took Val Mackey's job, mm-hmm. right? Like he yeah. didn't, he didn't take the spot from Zadarov and he took it from Val Mackey. And now they need to make a choice on him. That That's the thing. If we're going to talk D pairs, they need to figure out what they're going to do with Val Mackey's 1.55. His waivers are up. Uh, if he doesn't make the team, you can, he's going to get, cl- he's going to get claimed. He's a high end prospect. Those guys get claimed. I think it depends they on do. his preseason. I think it depends on his preseason. I don't. Cause I, Kale Clegg, uh, although anyone with a high pedigree defenseman that went anywhere high in the draft, they always get claimed at this age. Always. Reclamation project. Yeah. yeah. The only if one, you're, if you're the flames though, if he gets claimed, he gets more, I think 425 of uh, cap relief. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe that is. It depends on camp, right? He's going up against Connor Mackey for the seven job. Six, the top, let's be honest. He's going up against a set. bunch of guys for the seven job. <laughs> yeah, the top six than, yeah. is set. The top six is set. You've got Mackey, you've got Valimaki, you've got Maloche, and you've got maybe our mystery signing when Michael Stone, Michael Stone. put pen to paper. Dennis Those Gilbert erasure. We're just, Conroy's just waiting. He's just waiting. He's got the contract. He said he's got the contracts in his drawer. He just waits to pull them out. It's just the same contract as last year, but they scribble yeah. out the the. the, yeah, the he data. just photocopied it and just wrote twenty three over the twenty two and the twenty one. We, we, we talked. We talked about this last uh, last episode. Uh, I'm, I'm, Michael Stone should be make he, whatever he makes next year. He'll be close to league men. He'll deserve more. Like he was, it he was, was good. so good for the Flames last oh, year. Yeah. A really tough role. Let's move on to the forwards. Uh, Rather than rattle off 12 names, actually, I'll, I'll rattle off a bunch of names just because I can. <laughs> uh, the Flames for his last year were, for the most part, Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Kachuk, Elias Lindholm, Blake Coleman, Andrew Majipani, Michael Backlund, Tyler Defoley, Sean Monahan, Dylan Dubé, Milan Lucic, Trevor Lewis, and depending on the time of week you were looking at, maybe Tyler Pitlick, maybe Brad Richardson, maybe someone else. Maybe Kyle Aaronkroft, maybe a bunch of guys. They had a bunch of guys who sort of around. Adam Rizishka was up at the club for a little less than half the year. Uh, they, you know, they they basically had a, a pretty steady twelve forwards that were always around, and then they sort of had a couple guys who were sort of in and out. Uh, this year, the departures from last season include, uh, obviously. Let's, you know, let's get the big one. We're going to rip this bandit off again. There's two. We're going to bring this up. Departed and There's just is... two. <laughs> We're not going to talk about the emotional trauma of Brad Richardson's waiver claim. Because oh. no, that, that happened before the end of the season. Yeah. Season we, we've, already, we've already had time to, to get back. Only we two forwards that. left, Mike. Only that. two. That's why they're never going to they're never gonna try to sign someone from Ontario because they'll just leave on waivers. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Vancouver so will just take anyone they want. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, if you look uh, and the, the the guys the Flames have added uh, who are seen NHL, the two guys are almost definitely NHL roster bound are Kevin Rooney, who's going to be on the fourth line most likely, 
And will be. someone named Jonathan Huberdeau, who's wearing number 10 and made $10.5 million starting in 2023. And he's pretty good. And his lifestyle, and too, let's, by the and way. Let's get, before we get into the, the, the nitty gritty of it, let's, you know, we, we, we talked briefly about brain injuries with poor Jacob Markstrom getting his, his head rattled by uh by a collision a couple years ago it's really cool that jonathan huberdo like uh you know uh oh yeah if, if you follow alan walsh's uh twitter it's okay it's always very interesting uh he has a lot of strongly held uh opinions about uh the way the nhl manages the salary cap the way about the commissioner about marketing about any any number of things but he's also really passionate about uh about traumatic brain injuries and uh, cte and uh, you know the long-term effects of guys crashing into each other at high speeds and getting their brains rattled. Uh, friends, if you ever if you ever want to you know just be freaked out a bit, Google concussions and then try to find a YouTube video of what happens in the brain. It's literally the brain smashing against. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's the side of the skull. Uh, and weirdly enough, it's actually, usually it's not, uh, it's usually weird collisions. Like if you see someone's going to punch you in the face, you, you, can, you can get ready for it. But have you ever been smacked in the stomach when you don't know it's coming and your whole body just like seizes up? Uh, that's kind of what, you know, that's, that's the kind of stuff that causes a concussion to happen. Uh, so you can get concussed by not actually getting hit in the head. Uh, again, look up subconcussive blows and just try to not, you know, couple yourself in bubble wrap. But anyway, uh, uh, the folks at the Boston University at the, the, I believe they keep changing the name of it. it what used to be the, the Brain Science Institute, and then there's something else. Now I believe it's uh, the Concussion, leg the, the, the Sports Legacy Foundation, I think is the current name of it. Uh, but uh, in Canada, they're doing, uh, uh, their Canadian branch is doing a big study on uh on veterans and you know they're, they're you know the, the long-term impacts of concussions and brain injuries on cognitive functions and stuff so uh, one of the things they have they do unfortunately is they have to look at people's brains after they've died and sort of image them and sort of get a sense of you know their, their history and you know how their brains are functioning when they died and jonathan uberdo is donating his brain to science he's you know he's uh when he dies 
they're the the folks that the the, the sports legacy is to uh, i think it's concussion legacy foundation in canada but yeah they're he donated his brain to science and that's you know that's really cool of him because you know you don't think a lot of us don't think about things you know some folks think about organ, organ donations a lot of folks don't think about your brain because you know it's not like when you if when you die someone can just take your brain and use it but jonathan huberto thought yeah let's let, put my brain to good use when i'm no longer using it and that's that's pretty classy. That's class that few people have. Uh, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how Jonathan Huberdeau behaves on the ice because off the ice, he seems like a super cool dude. Uh, he's been wearing his flame stuff at uh, ball hockey. He's wearing his flame stuff. Basically anywhere that people are doing anything, he's wearing his sweet flames jersey. So that's kind of cool. That. I love that stuff. I, I actually, um, after the humble Broncos incident um, and the story of Logan Boulay, I actually immediately went and signed up as an organ donor myself. Um, so like anytime anyone's all in for science and stuff like that, I, I just, I love it. It's, it's, it's all, it's all to advance the future and keep our species safe going forward. So I, I love it. Yeah. Good, good for you, Jonathan Huberto. And, and to plug, if, uh, if anyone wants to sign up for organ donation, uh, Google, uh, organ donation and your province. And I guarantee you there's someone, uh, some organization that will help you sign up, uh, and put you can do the registries. Yeah, I think you can just sign the yeah, back when you, when of your you, health when you, card. When you, uh, yeah. when you update your driver's license, they'll take yeah. care of it for you. So yeah. that's kind of fun. But yeah, I think uh, uh, jumping back onto the Flames trolley a bit, the I think the, for the Flames, I think it's going to be a very interesting year uh, for the forwards because, you know, you have obviously Jonathan Huberdeau is taking, you know, the left side spot uh, alongside Elias Lindholm because why wouldn't he? Beyond that, I have no idea who the hell is going to play in the top nine do you move Mangiapane away from Backlund and Coleman? Tyler Toffoli was pretty good on the power play and he was kind of ordinary at five on five. Maybe it was just, you know, maybe he was battling something. I, I don't know. I, but he, he didn't seem as good in the, you know, uh, in the second half of the, of his tenure here. Again, Robert did a, a breakdown of where he fits in the lineup uh, for the site this week. Uh, do you, I, I think Tyler Toffoli is a finisher if you look at the uh, at the stat line from last year, uh, Jonathan Huberto was pretty good at finding guys the puck. He set the NHL's single season record for assists by a left winger. Uh, he did very well, and if you put him on the line with a finisher like Tyler Toffoli is, that could work pretty well. Does that Lindholm is a finisher too? Lindholm has oh, a yeah. shot on this. Lindholm oh. Lindholm in, in between the, the hash marks is like automatic. Yeah, it's money. It's absolute money. But do you do so if you don't put Manjapani up there, do you you basically have two pretty good offensive lines they could drive? Last year, Coleman and Backlund, the percentages absolutely killed them. They got their chances. They're just they had both, I think, career low or close to career low personal shooting percentages. Manjapani did not have that problem. He scored <laughs> all kinds of goals. Uh, might be in a career high for him. But. Presumably that might even out a bit. Maybe we, they get a little bit less from Majapani, but at even strength at least, and a little bit more from Backlund and Coleman. The, I have no idea what they do with the bottom six. I think I think the bottom six is where the Flames' forward depth starts getting stretched out a bit. Just looking at my wacky little depth chart. I, uh, think, I think they have a different, though. They have a top nine and a bottom three. They don't use even, it at the even, bottom six. I think the they're, I think they're missing a body. Different. The fourth line is different. No, either either okay, who's, who's, body or there's a whole or there's I, a whole for an opportunity. Who's your, who's your fourth line? Uh, Lucic, Rooney, Lewis, Slash. Uh, if you need someone, I guess it'd be someone you call up. But like, but Lucic, yeah, Lucic, 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 Lucic,
Sutter even yeah. said that. And presence. you can you can Sutter, use. We only wanted I, to use. I think it. I think Rooney and Lewis both kind of they both can do center if you need them to, or they both can be a right wing if you need them to. Whatever. Rizicka is a center. Does he make it? Does he not make it? I don't know. Uh, the I I think the problem is if you're if you're this will sound really mean, and I love you, Jacob Pelche, and I'm not trying to saying this to be mean. I don't want Jacob Pelche to get a roster spot by default. And I think right now, if you look at the Flames death chart, assuming they don't do anything else, which I guarantee you they're going to do something else because they have cap space and I don't think they're completely happy with the roster. I imagine they probably have some of the same thoughts of the roster that we do. But, you know, if, you're, if your third line is by default, uh, Sean Monaghan coming off a second hip surgery in as many years on the opposite hip and Dylan Dubé coming off a year where like Dylan Dubé's never really had a, a clearly defined role in the NHL. Sometimes it's a center because they need him to be a center. Sometimes he's a winger because that's what he usually plays, but he doesn't really, you know, compared to, you know, if you look at it, uh, if you look at the other wingers ahead of him, you know, Huberdeau and Mangipani and Coleman and Toffoli all have had more clearly defined roles in the NHL, both on the flames and elsewhere than Dubé has. And Pelche is a very good AHLer who has played one season of pro hockey. So if do if you bring up Pelche and it doesn't work, who do you got? And got that you. is that is the thing that makes me go, hmm. Well, when you said Maybe Brad Richardson, when you said Brad Richardson earlier, I was kind of like, well, I mean, he could cycle on the fourth line, like he could. And you, they like to move Luch up to the third, especially to start. Like they like they don't mind him there. They don't mind him. They don't like him there. They don't mind him there. By, uh, by appearances so uh, I also don't like the idea of a spot kind of gifted to Pelche but I think that if he's not ready there's no way in hell Daryl keeps him there like there's just there's just no way he's only okay gonna okay okay so. so let's let's just say if Pelche is not ready he's in the American Hockey League because he, he doesn't need waivers but who the hell who the hell is your your other winger then well uh, I mean you'd have to like you break you throw you'd have to sign a veteran you'd have to throw find, with... find someone that's still out there that or Schwint yeah but you're, you're gonna Schwint, I have the same problem with. Schwint is 21 and has played one year pro. Yeah. And to be blunt, Pelche was a lot better than Schwint. I like, I really like Schwint's year, but I think Pelche, and I think that's that's a big problem where the Flames have, you know, a lot of guys where they have a lot of guys who are sort of pushing. Pelche might be the only one ready to really challenge. There's one guy that could challenge him. He's a little small, though. (sighs) Maddie Phillips. You could run Dubé Monahan Phillips. Okay, Dubé Monahan. Dubé Monaghan and Phillips is two small guys and a guy who might be slow. I, you'd have to, you can make some magic with the Foley back and down. You, and like you said, they roll their lines. You, the, way they, the way they've tended to, to build forward lines and, and the way it usually works, like, you know, like being Pelche, or not Pelche, uh, Mangiapane is, you know, Pelche is very Mangiapane-ish in terms of his build, in terms of his playing style. And that's why he works so well in the American Hockey League because he's so adaptable and smart. But if you look at the way they brought in Mangiapane, they brought in Mangiapane in with a very good two-way center in, in uh, Derek, Ryan. Derek Ryan and a guy who wasn't afraid to punch somebody in the face in, in Garner Hathaway. So you had somebody with some beef who is basically the traffic cop. Granted, I mean, we, we you know, Kent, Kent Wilson, we talked about the, the concept of functional toughness. Garner Hathaway was like the textbook definition of functional toughness where he could play a regular role and if he needed him to engage in some fisticuffs, he could do it. And it worked, but I think the big challenge for uh, for the Flames this year is like just they they need one more guy. It's the Ocean's Eleven problem. I think they got to get one more guy. They don't have a ton of cast space to do it in, so I think they I think they still have moves left to do because just on paper, I think their top six can be very good. I mean, if Tifoli works, that's very good. But 
yeah. if like i think the problem is if defoli doesn't work what do you do because then all of a sudden you got to pull Mangiapane off that off the second line and then you gotta it, it's I, I think the the line balance is very tenuous right now on paper yeah and and it it like i didn't mind gould's article on splitting huberto and lindholm up i just didn't like the concept i think your best shooter should be with your best passer because that's how you get the best that's how you get the most goals and um, and, and that that was that has if you look at since Sutter arrived and since he sort of got them playing Sutter hockey late in that 2021 season, that's the way he's done it. He best players play with the best, he's best. He's best on best and he, he loads up his lines and I, you know, that's, that's what he's done. And he leans on his best goalie and he leans on his best defensive pair and he leans on his best forwards. And so that's the, I just think, I think they need at least one more guy. I, I just don't worry as much, I think because of how well they spread out the ice time. Like, I know you said we get into special teams eventually, but we'll get the special well, teams next. With, without, with, with how they actually use their ice team. Like, I tracked every game manually. I'm insane. I do that. Um, and no player, no forward played over 20 minutes a night last year, like, on a regular basis. Like, it's very rare, maybe one in 10 games that that happens. So they're fresh. They're not getting overly played. They're not being put to the brink where they can't think because they're out of oxygen. They typically have enough, like they typically play what the coach feels is necessary. So I don't know. I, I just super trust Sutter and, and he'll do what's necessary, but I I'm with you. I do think they need one more like veteran because a veteran that they're not afraid to scratch. I'm pretty sure they have him sitting in the wings too, uh, waiting on a lead man deal plays right wing. If, if they go I, to the reliables more than you think. <laughs> I love you, Brett Ritchie. Never the inevitable. If <laughs> the inevitable, Brett Brett Ritchie was like the anti Michael Stone in that he played too much. I think for what he is, and he's just he, he I don't know. He's simple thing. He does the simple thing. He gets the puck out. And he, he can't score. He's, no, he's a he's a good forechecker. He's, he's he's a he's a get the puck out and to kill forty seconds while everyone rests and get off the ice. That's, <laughs> That's what he's it. for. But and then, you know what? then he knows like. That. But you ha- you have a guy like that, and then you have you know Monahan coming off a pretty gnarly injury, and Lucic probably gonna you know he he you know who knows what he's gonna have in the tank this year, and Trevor Lewis who you know was hurt a bit last year and is not fast, although he works his ass off. I'll I'll say this for Trevor Lewis, like Trevor, if you want to if you want Pelche to emulate a player in terms of their NHL work ethic, like Trevor Lewis, he would he Trevor Lewis would admit Trevor Lewis does not have high 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 end anything. But the thing he has that keeps him in the show is that he works his bag off and his teammates, you know, if you put him with, you know, if you're, if you're, if Pelche makes the team, you plunk Pelche down in a locker stall next to Trevor Lewis and you say, follow, you know, learn how to play, be a pro from that guy. And he's a winner. I think his locker yeah. stall he's a would be next to the other French speaking guy in the room though, personally. There's two spots, man. He can sit between them. Come on. <laughs> I just saying it's first, first thing I'm gonna do when we get back into rooms is I'm gonna get out my notepad and just write out the, the seating chart Mike, and then Shane Mike's and gonna, gonna send podcast. me a picture and he's gonna be like, I friggin' told you. I friggin' told I wanna, you. I wanna know I wanna know where all the Swedes sit. <laughs> it's the Swedish corner. They, they split they sort of start, start with Markstrom and just extend. No, because the yeah. mark because the goalies the goalie has goalie... the first spot inside the doors. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They start Markstrom yeah, and then and, and then they go around. around. Yeah. yeah. Till the Swedes run out, yeah. Yeah, but the way halfway across the room, but on, on, so stuff, but. Uh, for those of you who've never had the 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 privilege of being in the Flames room, and I, I joke, but it's kind of a privilege to be able to go into the room. Uh, 
we haven't had it in a couple of years. We very much miss it. Uh, but when you come in, uh, you go into the door. The door is in the in a, uh, the back left hand corner of the room. The, ro the room is basically this long rectangle, and on the short side of the rectangles in the corner is where the the, the the door is. And you come in, and to your right, there's four stalls, and two of them it's a two a wide stall, and then two two narrower stalls, and another wide stall. The wide stalls are for the goalies because they're pad. They have more equipment than everyone else. They need the space, and so if you don't need to use all the spaces they typically leave the two stalls between the goalies empty or only put one guy in there so they're not all squished uh so put the call up right there. away right away <laughs> that's that's or, where that's where maddie phillips will sit yeah maddie, <laughs> maddie yeah maddie phillips will get squished in there or the the worst spot the two the worst spots in the flames locker room are between the two goalies the goalies usually nice guys just a space issue but the worst space is the locker room stall directly in front of the door like on the opposite other side of the door yeah, uh, it swings open. No, it doesn't swing open, but you constantly have jerks like us walking back and forth through your stuff. Like you don't, oh, really, you, you really have to have to get dressed late or early and cram everything in. And anytime someone comes into the room, they have to walk around you and stuff like it's, it's an awkward space. So the, the stalls they try not to use are the one immediately beside the door and the two stalls between the goalies, if they can avoid it. I think there's, I counted, I think there's like 25 or 26 stalls, uh, they only usually use 23, obviously, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, the three stalls they tried not to use are the two goal, the two between, between the goalies and the one beside the door. Let's move on to special teams. Uh, <laughs> no, that was a good tidbit. I like that locker room breakdown. So, yeah, that's good stuff. It's important. And, and honestly, they do put you in like, the, the, fo the folks, uh, the, the equipment guys set up lockers but they actually do consult the coaching staff and team leadership in terms of like who you know who's gonna who wants to sit where who has preferences and oh, then yeah. it's sort of based on like you know when, when kids come up they like to park them again with specific players and so when they rearrange guys it tends to be we want you know call up kids sitting next to this person or you know if there's multiple russian speakers or swedish speakers or you know any anyone from you know i think they they in past years they've sat the checks close together the americans close together things like that so you know there's there's a there's a thought process behind why they sit people where they sit and it's more intricate than you think it'd be uh it's very it's much like the much like the seating chart on the plane which i've never seen i've never seen the seating chart for the plane but for the uh, they're all very political and uh strategic Moving on to special teams. Uh, <laughs> so the Flames had uh, this, the, the PK will be easy. We'll do the PK first. Uh, okay, the Flames great. lost Good Branson. The Flames added Uyghur. Uh, their, their top unit PK last year was Lindholm, Backlund, Tanev, Good Branson. They probably put Uyghur in where Good Branson is. Uh, their second unit was Coleman, Lewis, Hannafin, Anderson. That probably stays intact. And yeah, they, had, they had two out of three. Usually it was Mangiapane with either Dubair to Foley as the third pairing uh, for forwards. They usually rotated three forward pairs and two D pairs through. Uh, and then, you know, that way they tended to end PKs if they could had a full kill with the with Toffoli and Mangiapane because they were good four checkers and they could generate, generate scoring chances on a tire power play. And that happened quite a bit. So that seems to work. I, I don't think they're going to make many changes, if any changes with that. I think they liked the way it was. It worked really well. They scored a bunch of goals. They didn't give up any goals. Yeah, and honestly, I, 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 they might change the power play to incorporate how Huberto likes to play. See, that's that's the thing I want. That's to get the into. one thing that I might. Okay, he might say, okay, well, "I okay. like to do this," Who, and who's, then someone then they'll adjust. Let's let's do let's do Audi first, and then Shane. Who's your first unit power play? Ooh. Oh, jeez. Who's your five? Uh, last year's just while I was you're gonna thinking, say what was last year's last thinking, year was 
last year's five, the primary five uh, after Toffoli arrived in on Gaudreau, Valentine's Day Kachuk. was Gaudreau, Kachuk, Lindholm, Toffoli, and Hannafin at the, at the top as the distributor. Yeah, yeah, they switched it. Yeah. So probably, I mean, you're probably going. You go Lindholm, Huberto, or do you? Yeah. So Lindholm, Huberto. Uh, um, you go. Is is it as simple as you lost two lefties in Gaudreau and Monahan? Yeah, Gaudreau and Gaudreau and and then uh, Chuck, and then you just plunk in two lefties in Majapani and who? Well, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. If you put Majapani in there, you get that left shot back again. Um, I don't know. Is it as simple as that? Like, what do you do? You think it's like? Is if, there... I I think that that's what I would do. But I was just thinking, like, I, I have my notes sketched out. I'm like, okay, this is what this is what I do, and I'm like. Oh God, who's that leave for for the second unit? Well, that's then, it like, too, because that's what I'm trying to think of. Like you're, I'm trying to Backlund, think. Of Dubin, Backlund, Dubé, Lucic was the second unit, and they're still there. Like they love, they they yeah. will put Lucic on the power play. Like like let's not kid ourselves. Lucic well, will play on if, the second unit. What about what about Monahan then? Monahan's value to the team. If, if if we have to see where he's at, I think if he had, if he's healthy, you have to have a shot in that slot area. In the I'd rather area. have Lindholm in the slot area. No, but you have well, Lind- I mean, for, like, like on the your second, second unit. On the second, though, like- oh, on the second, yeah, Lindholm on the first, Monty on the second. Yeah, absolutely. Well, who, who yeah. else is on your second unit then? Because I think if you load up the second, the first unit, it doesn't give you a lot left over the second unit. You still have well, barring no injuries, Dubé, Backlund, Monahan, um, and then Lucic, Lucic, and then Weger, Anderson, or Hannafin. Do you do two D again? I, I think they like 2D. You could always move Lucic off and put we uh, put uh, Uyghur there, right? Like, like Uyghur played on the power play in Florida. When Ekblad was hurt, Uyghur was the guy. He was ahead of Forslund. Like, Uyghur knows how to play in the power play. Uyghur knows how to play on the penalty kill. He's a dark horse <laughs> option. If you want to go three lefties on forward, you could go Anderson Uyghur on the point on the first PP unit. Well, because, like, yeah, because I, I think, what, for the first unit, you have the two righties. Mm-hmm. And it gives you an extra one-time option at the top of the circle right. that right. they didn't have last time because they had a, they always had left or right, and they lost Johnny coming in up and down on the left side. So, but Huberto's bigger, and it, it, the way the Flames actually run their power play, they like to keep it either down low or up high. And Huberto's size might actually afford them better chances for better passes out from behind the net into the slot because he can fend off the defenders better. And he's got a bit. And, and I'm just gonna be honest, he's got more reach. So Johnny, Johnny was definitely a whiz better stick handling. No one in the league other than maybe Patty Kane stick handles like old Johnny Ohio, but Huberto has the size. So Johnny Ohio. And never going to get up for that. I love Johnny. I have no animosity towards Johnny, but he is forever now to me, Johnny Ohio. So I love him. I have his jerseys. It's just a personal thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, Audi. What do you, what would your Kirk Muller? You take him out for a beer, and he's like, Audi, I'll do whatever the hell you tell me to do with the PP. What I don't know. Mean? I like, I like what Shane. I like Shane's options there for for going back to two right shots. Um, I don't know. I I mean, it's tricky because it's like you you want to keep him balanced if you can, and and but you know you can't really do that when you when you lose two guys who. Uh, you know, to you know, beat it to death over well, hundred point least, players and guys that were at, le- at least if pretty you do, big. If if you load up Uyghur Anderson, it gives you the the bump up option of having like Shillington and Tanev as your pair, and then whoever the hell you want to put for forwards. Oh, like I, I forgot about Shillington. right, yeah, like Shillington. I feel like would be probably like like one of your be- better options for a defenseman to if you're going to go two D because he kind of play like he, he can play like a forward almost. He he, um, he has the mobility and has the right. distribution. 
Yeah, so that's, and and he has that makes it like almost you can make an argument sense. that Shillington is one of the guys that, in terms of his ability to sort of at his best use his, his speed and his swagger, he's one of the better flames at times at, do, at making a difference. Oh, for sure, yeah, and that's you know, I, like I said, it just almost almost makes too much sense to uh, at least at least option it and, and, and give it a whirl. See, the numbers state. Like, like, and it's been for two years. And this is anyone I test people, I watch every game. You can take a hike. Um, Hannafin, Noah Hannafin is, in my personal opinion, the best option for the first unit because he will not take a slap shot into hella traffic. You have it go off a shin pad and waste a possession opportunity. He, he is Noah a pure distributor. He looks for the lanes. He is head is always up. He is my personal best option. I, and I will gladly say this hate the slap shot from the point on the power play it doesn't work as the percentage is low it is terrible it's the old school way of doing things we have the numbers we have the technology and it all of it says it's stupid get closer to the net get higher percentage opportunities especially when you're down a man and capitalize when you have the chance point shots are stupid i'm sorry i'm not (laughs) point shots are stupid unless you, you have a bomb I, I still don't like it. I, I just, it's, 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 you're too far out. Goalies are too skilled. And if you, and if you have tons of traffic, I'd rather take a nice well-placed wrist shot. And hope it, if, you hope there's at least a rebound. If you look at how Sutter and Muller tended to use the PP last year, the first unit was the hold on to the puck, weave it around the, weave around all the, over the ice, get them tired, get them out of position, and then go for a high percentage chance. The second unit was more, I think the, the term that Kirk used was shooter's mentality. The idea Stone. being like, you Smash. don't well like the, yeah. the, the idea is you're gonna have your most skilled guys in your first unit. And so are you gonna outskill the PK on the second unit? If you're if you're a super deep team, maybe, but worst case, like by the time the second unit gets out there, that first unit's tired, they've been running around, they've been trying to block passes and stuff. So maybe strategically it makes sense to have more of your shooters on that one because Maybe you get a Monaghan from the slot. Maybe you get, you know, Anderson's bomb from the from the off wing or Uyghur from the top of the zone or something. Like a lot of weird stuff could happen. But I th- I think I think the the I think the the special teams, specifically the power play. I think the power play and how the Flames decide to use their forwards will be the things to watch. I think during training camp because like I I still don't I don't have a lot of confidence in my ability to predict right now how the forward lines are going to look and how the the, uh, the special teams units and the power player look on D they could take names out of a hat. And I think they'd all be fine. Like they, they yeah. could, they could mix and match And the PK. I think they have enough guys who are good at it that are still here that they can like maybe Kevin Rooney gets into the rotation at some point too, but I think they have enough guys who have that kind of mindset and they have a, a you know, a good enough scheme on their PK that I think they're, I'd be fine. But, you know, again, this is, you know, we'll, we'll get into, this will be a recurring theme during the, during the season on the site, on the, on all the content we do. Uh, across platforms, where are the goals going to come from? They're going to they're going to be able to keep goals out of the net. They did it last year, and they're arguably better on D and in net than they were a year ago. But where are the goals going to come from to win those two one three one four two games? I don't I don't know. One guy specifically is ready to step up and score more goals. Dylan Dubé. I was going to say Dubé. Yeah, it's time. It's time. He went on that streak late in the year. Uh, was it seven and seven? I think it was uh, seven and seven late in the year. He was, was it April. Yeah, it could have been uh, March, April. March, like it, or April. Yeah, I think yeah, it started yeah. in March, but he went seven seven, 
showed that he could score. He showed he could play in the system. He just got scratched like for three games before that. It's time. You're you're there. You're getting the you're on the bridge deal. You want to make a self name for yourself. You want to get paid decent wage. You gotta you gotta start putting the puck in the net regularly. It's and that's that's on him. That's on him. So. Well, I, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to replace the Kachuk impact by committee. I would imagine too, and um, you know I, I I would imagine that it's it's a pretty good opportunity for him to kind of step up and 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 show what he's got. So we'll the Flames see. still have a pest. The Flames still have a pest. No one ever talks about it, but there's one guy that does not care how big you are. He will punch you in the face. And, and he wears eighty eight. Eighty eight, baby, Andrew Mandrapan. He don't care. He that I the, my beekeeper. What you call him? Yeah, you beekeeper, baby. Andrew that's right. Yeah, he's the beekeeper. Beekeeper, yeah, that's right. Could he, I forget? He, he's the bees that chased Neely Akapov around the ice. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna find a better place to close out than that. Uh, also, uh, this will make no difference to anyone, but it'll be funny to us when we listen to this tomorrow. Uh, USA up one nothing. Coronado with a primary assist on the goal by Logan Cooley. There we go. Yeah, our boy. Coronado is able to uh, score to other people now. So he's all powerful. Good for him. That's what they teach you at Harvard, how to make other Put him with good goals. players, <laughs> and he's playing excellent. So that bodes very well. Well, that'll do it for us. Uh, Flames Nation Radio is, as always, delivered to you by DoorDash and brought to you by Eau Claire Distilleries, Rupert's Whiskey, the official whiskey of the Calgary Flames. Uh, we hope everyone has a fantastic week. We'll be back here in another week to have more discussion about the minutia of the Calgary Flames lineup. Maybe we'll talk with the Wranglers. Who knows? Uh, but no, we'll, uh, and then uh, by this time next week, we'll be very neck deep in the top 20 prospect countdown that we do every year on the site, uh, along with uh, some input from some of our scouting friends. So uh, in advance, thank you for everybody who answered their emails or pick up the phone and talk to us about the, the Flames' youngest players because, you know, it's, uh, you know, we always like, Shane and I, you know, you've heard us, you've heard our opinions about people and players enough. And so we thought, we thought it would make sense to go to uh, the scouting folks. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we also, the Flames hooked us up with Mitch Love, which we appreciate uh, the reigning AHL coach of the year. So we have a bunch of stuff coming down, uh, down, down the pike this year and this week. So uh, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you guys next week. Take care. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.